Lupe and Ischel were born in a Cancun hospital. Twin girls, daughter of Nestor and Ilaria Quetzal. Nestor was a soldier in the Mexican armed forces. Ilaria was a nurse in a small clinic serving the employees of local resorts. A few weeks after their birth, Nestor and Ilaria were dead killed by a truck driver who'd nodded off just as the couple came around a bend. A simple mistake that changed the girls' lives forever. They were taken in by an aunt and raised to know their parents through stories and videos. They always knew they were loved. At 18, they joined the military, the first two women to serve in their unit. On maneuvers in the highlands near Guatemala, their squad came across a horrifying sight. Three werewolves surrounding a small home, screaming civilians trapped inside. They killed two of the beasts and drove off the third, but not before the rest of their six-man squad was dead. Lupe and Ischel gave chase, tracking the beast to a strange ruin. They entered, night vision goggles active, and followed the beast to its lair. And that's how they made it to Midworld. The tunnel they'd gone through closed up behind them, and they never looked back. Though they loved their family and their fellow soldiers, now they had a true purpose. To hunt down evil and serve the forces of good on behalf of all humanity. They were keepers of the beam. They were heroes. And that was enough. After uh, Sergeant Colburn comes back, you guys went and gathered under this big wide tent out in the open and you saw all these troops being outfitted and mustered and like getting ready like it almost looks like they're they're being prepared to advance you hear like engines revving and and uh it's it's uh do we know what's on the maps um you're sort of at the edge of the tent you see all the 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 people in the know kind of standing around them and colonel merida looks up as you guys arrive and uh uh, waves you over to stand by the table and you see it started to rain and everywhere it rains like it starts to steam as if like there's something acidic in the rain and uh it, it feels like it's dusk but the sky looks uh, almost uh it's almost like bloody like it's this dark purpley gross i don't know everything feels gross here and uh, and your your clothes don't fit quite right. You're just like uh, feeling comfortable. And uh, and uh, Colburn comes out of the shadows, and uh, he's putting a he's got like a luger, and he's putting it into his holster, and he is uh, he's rubbing his hands. He's got big gloves on, and he's the big giant dude with one eye and an eye patch. And he gives you Louie a dirty look, and uh, and then he goes and stands by the colonel, and she says, "Bring it in, bring it in, bring what in?" 
<laughs> it sounds like she wants you and uh, Hezekiah and um, uh, what's uh, Magnus to to come in and, and be near the table to look at the maps. So you do, and uh, and then you hear some shouting coming from back the way, back towards the way you arrived. We'll call it east. I guess. I don't know. The front is to the west, according to these maps that you see. And, uh, okay. and you hear, uh, uh, you see this young guy, he must be like 16. He comes running by and runs over to the Colonel and whispers to her. And then she stands up and everybody like stands up straight. And, uh, and Janine arrives flanked by two, uh, child soldiers. Remind me who child is Janine? Soldiers? Uh, Janine was the woman in a uh, Columbia hoodie. Uh, she she seemed sort of out of place with the others. She's not like uh, a fancy person, really. She's uh, She looks just sort of like an upper middle class housewife. Like their clothes don't fit either? No, I mean, she looks like well tailored and normal or whatever, but just... Uh, she, just out of place for this adventuring group. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't know if Louis has seen her do anything badass yet, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, she looks totally normal and basic, except for this like cold blooded, like killer look in her eyes. And uh, oh, see so your average housewife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as <laughs> I'm not sure how you handle the rain there. Uh, uh, Brittany, but it's just plastering down the hair on the side of your face and uh, you're covered in mud. This place smells gross. It's like, it's like rec very recently you were back in your home world and it smells nice and it's like, you, you know, it, it made perfect sense. And then there was the, the city world that, that smelled like dirt and ozone and, and shit and stuff but this place smells like rot and disease and and ozone and and just like things breaking down it's really weird uh but yeah two young soldiers are are walking you into this big open area with a uh, a big wide tent uh and rain's pouring off of it in sheets and you see this Gosh. this oh, uh tall woman with lots of red hair giving you this stern look Mom? <laughs> what? Uh, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magnus, you see it's Seraph again. Uh, she she seems to have reverted to the, uh, the pale skin sort of uh, freckly lady she was before. Um, but she looks totally uh uh kind of irritated and and tired right we came separately because was it magnus got like yeah we got like dragged through the portal and then yeah we were in the middle of like a bunch of gunfire mm -hmm. and yeah. uh three of us just went through a portal oh yeah louis like bold magnus into the portal yeah <laughs> i remember and then hezekiah <laughs> went in and then you guys were were on ice for a while and then eventually yeah, they yeah, agreed yeah. to okay. let you I work with them yeah merida whispers to the guy that brought uh janine in and she says uh who are you are you a beam keeper tell the truth 
I'll know if you're lying. That was supposed to be in a Scottish accent, by the way. <laughs> oh, nice. Don't worry. We'll, we'll know when you're doing the accent. Good try. She comes over and she looks you up and down and she says, uh, and she looks over at your fellows and she's like, I, I fail to understand how you're something important. You look, uh, you look like just an ordinary housewife. I'm inhabiting her body. Yeah. Unfortunately. Ah, her eye goes goes up wide and she says, ah, that makes sense. All right. All right. Well, show us what you can do. Oh, Did, okay. She points off to it. You see a, a like a, a short range targeting setup off to, she points off to your right. And you see some oh, like, uh, yeah, no, I can do that. <laughs> you see some various targeting dummies and it looks like somebody shot a fireball into this, this one thing. Like, yeah. Uh, I take out my pistol and I shoot a couple of them, all of them, maybe. Cool. Uh, how, how do you want to, how do you want to do it? You, you just describe like how you show off how badass you are. Um, I think I'm going to do like, um, you know, uh, in Overwatch when you're playing McCree and he just kind of like whips out his pistol and like guns akimbo just like ba 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 and like shoots like all of his bullets and just manages to just like spray all the targets that's what i'm going to do nice okay yeah so you hit six targets in the in the head and then you uh swirl it and and slide it back into the purse and uh <laughs> she she, uh, her eyebrow raises and Colburn whistles and uh, one of the kids that brought you in like slaps his hands together and goes like, yeehaw! Wow! <laughs> Golly! <laughs> Jeepers, mister. Uh, she looks over at, at Hezekiah and he gives a like, uh, you know, kind of smiles, uh, tips his hat sort of look and uh uh, except he doesn't have a hat. Maybe maybe they outfitted him with a hat. He's got a nice hat now. Just like emotionally, he tips his hat. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe of hat. Very like the, the aura of a hat tip. <laughs> you can just feel it. Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, good to have you back there, Seraph. Finger guns. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I was like, would I wink? No. Merida says, uh, you'll vouch for this woman? And he says, uh, yes, I will. They bring you all in and say, let's, uh, uh, we've got a special job for y'all. And she pulls out uh, a little piece of paper and, and starts to point out some spots on the map. Does anybody want to uh, do any flips or anything? Um, or just, or do you want me just to give the quick and dirty briefing? I mean, I'm always here for things that are quick and dirty. <laughs> oh, and also uh, a young woman comes out with um, like a bunch of different bags and and uh, like a crate full of gear and stuff. If you guys need clothes or holsters or or anything like that to, to square your your setup away, they've got um, flak jackets and some other stuff like that. So she says, uh, yeah, f feel free to go through the box there and uh, make sure you have everything you need. You're going to be our uh, secret insertion team. Yeah, 
you go right in uh, right in there into the into the heart of the enemy you're gonna strike fear into them and uh, draw away their defenders so we can uh, employ our main force so I'd like to definitely get some armor <laughs> and I'm not really gonna talk about how uh, how I'm envisioning uh, Louie to, to go about in this, you know, we need you to be really brave and scary and kick a lot of ass. I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely need to grab a, uh, a flak jacket. I think I already have a gun, but I don't think we've... It's just written as gun on my character sheet. <laughs> I don't know if we need... Yeah, I don't know if we need to be more specific than that, but I have gun and I also have four bombs already. Uh, I mean, basically, we we have uh, it's basically like an it, it's either a it's some sort of Earth style handgun. It, it can be your favorite, or you can make a new one, um, or you can get a shotgun or a assault rifle, multiples, whatever you like. Oh, it's definitely a one handed gun. Uh, okay. I don't know, like a semi automatic pistol, because I don't know fully automatic weapons. I have things against. And uh, I don't want to play that. So a semi-automatic pistol. Yeah. Cool. So you notice the bulk of their forces are amassing like to the northwest, and you guys will be headed to the southwest. Mm -hmm. And um, once you get to a place they call the Gap, then you'll you'll go through, and you're going to sabotage a power plant, which should make it them able to Mm -hmm. send the main assault. It's like that early timed mission in uh, Final Fantasy VII. That's exactly <laughs> how I'm imagining this, just so you know. <laughs> it's been about 20 years, so I don't remember that, but uh, I'll... You literally I'll, I'll have to go it. like blow up a power station and then get oh, out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have any questions? Um, anybody want to do any uh, witty banter? How's, uh, how's Seraph handling things? Sarah's cool. Well, we knew that. Yeah, no, we knew that. <laughs> obviously, uh, this body jumping thing has become uh, more of a normal thing, so it's not as disorienting as before. Do you want to tell anybody where you went, or or does anybody want to ask? Yeah, I don't know who this person is. Besides thinking that they were my mom for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was in there. She seemed to know Walter. Remember, you guys had a brief little like tete-a-tete with walter and okay. she seemed to see him and and have known him in this same body so you might be able to bro down about walter in some way if you wanted to magnus is kind of distracted just looking at the maps and really trying to like kind of memorize them and really take them in so he knows he knows the lay of the land okay cool give me an investigation and intelligence flip Alrighty. And you'll get plus one because you're healthy, and I'm going to make it plus one because it's the first flip of the night. All right, that is two successes. Excellent. Okay, so as best you can tell, it'll take maybe an hour on foot to get to this place called The Gap. According to the map, there's no defenses anywhere along that path, so it should be a pretty safe trip. You don't see anything about vehicles, so it'll probably be on foot. Ugh, walking. And there are, it looks like there's a small team of support 
people down at the gap. So uh, you guys may be able to uh, take a break once you're there. You're not sure. Uh, but there's there's no information on the map as to who those people are. In terms of defenses, there should be a small defensive force at the power plant, which is just across the gap. But most of the enemy's forces should be farther north. And so uh, hopefully you won't be overwhelmed. Hey, I have a couple of questions really quick. Yeah. So um, please give me a quick refresher uh, in, in what was explained to us in a previous session uh, to where we've been like conscripted to going into this interstellar power plant to blow it up. Uh, because my gut is like, no, I don't want to go to your power plant. I want to go home. Uh, do they have like uh, a gun to our heads? Do we feel like it's like morally a good idea to go do this? So here's the thing. Remember, you're undercover and you're infiltrating on behalf of the Crimson King and you're supposed to just go along with things. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. I will. So uh, they are under the impression that you're a member of the Keepers of the Beam, which apparently is some good guy club that these others are taking for granted. Okay, and they got that idea probably because of that old lady who showed us the painting in the apartment. Uh, right. There's something to do with that. It's sort of a right place, right time. Well, because we found a piece of the beam, right? Yes, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You have that. And you notice that um, Colonel Merida has it like laminated like in a pocket on her, on her shirt pocket. And she you're not sure what laminator. she's planning to do with it, but it's like radiating this like positive love energy. Okay. So we just basically look really, really trustworthy and they needed help and they were like, please help us. Uh, they were expecting y'all. Okay. They just didn't know that you, Louie, were a part of this whole thing. Okay. Um, you were a little surprised. Same with Janine, uh, a.k.a. Seraph. Um, but, uh, Seraph managed to arrive at that, uh, that meeting at the Citrus Park Hotel. So, uh, so she's kind of been slid into the thing, uh, as well. Well, I, I feel like I am now caught up with our motivations. Cool. Does anybody want to, um, change their outfit? Um, I would like to maintain, uh, the sort of civilian look that I have, but with like protection underneath. Okay, cool. Since I'm wearing, because I'm wearing like a hoodie or something, right? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be rainy. There's like ponchos. There's uh, there's heavy boots. There's uh, your your civilian gear. Like you might almost rather take it off and keep it in a bag, like for if you go back to New York, because mm -hmm. it won't really serve you here. Yeah. Everybody wants to know, like, where you got your combat training. All these soldiers are, like, like harassing you for information. They're, like, totally enthralled. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> You're, like, a superhero all of a sudden. Uh, I just, like, look them, like, dead in the face and uh, <laughs> just say, well, I was a highly trained assassin slave for most of my life, so... And then I just continue getting my stuff together. I was, yeah, as I, uh, as I'm slipping on my bulletproof vest, I kind of let out a big sigh and I, I'm looking around to see if anyone else is uh, putting the vests on. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, good. You know, we're going to need these, right? Everyone better get one. Cool, yeah. They they point to a, a little uh, cargo container where you can go and change. Magnus is just really used to uh, like relying on his magic for everything, so he's not <laughs> getting armor or anything. <laughs> he's cool. like, no thanks. Very cool. He's like, uh, it would ruin the line of my outfit, honestly. Like, <laughs> you can't blow up a power station if you ain't cute. True. You can wear it underneath. Don't be a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I look Magnus up and down, and I... I sigh and I drop it, but my eyes linger for a little too long. Once everybody's ready to go, you find out that you're going in the small team with Hezekiah, Magnus, Louis, and these two sisters. They might be like Mexican-American. They're named Lupe and Ischel, and Colburn, the sergeant, will uh, escort you to the power plant. And uh, he's this big giant dude with one eye. And uh, and then you'll meet, uh, you'll be taken down the trail by another agent once you get to the, the head of the trail. Yeah, so we'll say you guys just, you get a little snack and uh, they're trying to see if the rain will abate at all before you go, but it hasn't yet. I feel like Magnus probably has some sort of way to like, just like make a, a magical umbrella over himself, but I, I don't know that for sure. I just feel like it. <laughs> you know, just like, just around him, the rain wouldn't hit him. <laughs> okay, so you're um once they once everybody's set up, they're ready to go. You've got a, a couple people carrying gear for you, a couple of these younger soldier guys. And then you see this uh Seraph, you see this raccoon looking dog thing with like uh, a fuzzy tail and like it's all curly cued and it's got big black like raccoon eyes and it comes up and just rubs against you like a cat. And Louie, you hear this creature saying, uh, this person is not a person. Well, uh, uh, that's weird. <laughs> and it's sniffing her and like trying to figure her out. Did y'all hear that? Everybody looks at you like, huh? And then Hezekiah gives you that hat tip again. And he like raises an eyebrow and he goes, uh, uh-huh, yep. And Colonel Merida says, ah, oh, there's Oi. He'll lead the way. And uh, Oi turns around, spins in three circles, and then runs off uh, out the southwest, uh, cut through the rock. So we have to follow that? <laughs> he stops at the entrance to the to the exit and waits for y'all. And Lupe and, I walk and Ischel, after him, like, why not? they He's get cute. their big rifles and follow <laughs> along. What's that? I said, why not? He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all that we're, we're we're bestowing leadership upon is how cute they are i mean i'm cute uh i mean you're right i guess i would if we're going into gunfire i would like you to go first so i guess that's a leader <laughs> right see <laughs> okay colburn uh hands louis a big old satchel and says uh hold that those are the bombs 
and uh, he he heads out. Uh, so it's uh, it's Oi, Lupe, and Ischel, or Lupe, Colburn, you, and then Ischel's in the back, and you're going in a line down this long, narrow trail. As they're leaving, like, the one thing, you know, I know Magnus didn't take any, like, gear or anything, but I think the one thing he'll do is he'll kind of, like, he uses glamours a lot. He'll kind of just, like, glamour his clothes to look more, I don't know, camouflaged <laughs> or whatever, you know? Like, he just kind of, like, runs his hands down his clothes and they all just adjust into, like, you know, just dark, dark colors, a little more um, martial. Very cool. Okay, so you guys go about uh, 20 minutes through this this long, narrow cut through the rock, and then you come out to this uh, just blasted plain. It looks like it's been shelled for 100 years, and there's all these little, like, dugouts. You see machines that have been blown up by shells. Like, there's uh, uh, just piles of rubble. You see um, what looks like might be a mass grave. You're not sure. It looks like a lot of clothes in that direction. And uh, it's getting darker now. And now you see these purpley kind of meteors start to like shoot down out of the clouds, uh, just all up and down this plane. Oi steps up onto his tippy toes and slowly turns and he's sniffing around at the air. And then you see one of the purple things hits the ground, maybe a hundred yards away and lights up the sky. And he goes tearing ass down into the shadows and everybody starts running past him towards where the purple thing landed or away or like away from no just just in a different direction it's almost like he was waiting for the thing to hit before he sent you guys forward well i wait for everyone else to go in front of me because everyone else is cuter than me (laughs) there you go (laughs) okay so everybody runs through the shadows down and then uh lupe waves you guys down into this ditch that's been dug into the rock and you guys all slide down there and it comes to a, a like a intersection and there's a guy just standing all casually with his uh, foot up against the corner of one of the walls. And uh, kind of you guys seen um, The Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's his name? Benicio del Toro is that kind of type mm. of guy. Tall, skinny, kind of shifty looking dude. He's all in black. And uh, he looks up and he's like picking his uh, icky teeth with a toothpick and he flings it away. Gross. Littering. He's got these big old crazy night vision goggles on. And as soon as he sees you, he pulls out this big black packet and hands it to Colburn. Colburn opens it up, takes a look. uh, Then he waves his fingers and that guy hands out a few more of the same kind of packets. And so each one of you gets one. Ooh. And these are your orders. So uh, basically you crack it open to get your orders and then there'll be um, secondary and and maybe even tertiary orders inside it as needed. Colburn cracks his open and encourages you all to do the same. So yeah, this guy's name is Corporal Ryban and your orders basically explain um, don't go off the trail don't talk to anyone or interact with any creatures that you see. You can't trust your eyes and ears out here. This is the weird in-between space between protected space and enemy space. And uh, it's hard to know uh, what's real out here. So be careful. 
these meteor strikes continue uh, off and either side. And then up ahead, you see one seems to have hit near the trail and you see what looks like crows bouncing around. And, uh, and as you get closer, you realize they're like hideously deformed, like, like parts of them are just missing, like, like their, their flesh and, and skin Mm. and stuff has been melted away. And you notice that one seems to be grubbing on this mutilated corpse of, of a bat-like creature. Uh, Lupe runs up and investigates and comes back and whispers to Colburn. Uh, he nods and uh, they keep on going. Well, anyway, that scared me, but now I am no longer scared. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at these people dance around and do their military thing. And I really don't get it. I don't understand what's going on here. Are we going through the door or what? Who are you asking that? Just, I'm saying it out loud. I guess a couple of people snuck ahead, so I'm saying that to the the party. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep moving. Come on now. Okay, <laughs> you guys keep moving. Uh, goes for another hour, and uh, you get to a fork in this this ditch, and you find these two. Uh, it must be like ten year old boys. They're playing with dice. Lupe is up there next to him, reading her orders. And as you come up, she's talking to one of the boys. It sounded like in a code and uh, he rubs his eyes. He scratches his butt. He looks right. He looks left, <laughs> shakes his head. And then the other one pulls this like little can up and pulls this. What looks like a little lizard thing out of a can, a whole lizard. <laughs> and it's like maybe like a salamander. It's like, like a live long. one. Yeah. And he, and he eats it raw, and it screams this horrible, uh. sad little scream. Uh. I hate that. Another meteor comes down in the distance, and the purplish light from the blast illuminates his face. And you can see these glowing skull bones under his diseased flesh. Mm. Yeah, this place is lost. <laughs> Yeah, this is... Uh... Lupe comes back, whispers to Colburn, and uh, and you guys go to the left. Anybody want to talk to these weird children? No. I really don't. <laughs> As we pass, I'm going to ask, what are you eating there? The kid says, uh, it's a... It's a Wibbly Wills. They grow all over out here. Wow. They they say that they're, they're, they're the... The devoured spirits of the undead. They give give you so give you strength. You're just eating undead people. Hey, you want one? I got half of one here, and you, and you see like the front half of a lizard, like he's oh, pulling no, it out no, of no. his can. No, 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 no. My my uh, my question for you boys is: um, so, do you have any family? Yeah. Uh, uh, somewheres have have any of them died have any of them ever died they both look at you like you're insane <laughs> like they just like and they look at each other like who is this idiot all i'm saying is how do you know you're not eating your dead aunt right now 
Ishchel comes over and she gives them this look like, don't worry about this guy. And they're like, and they salute her and she pushes you along like. Uh, they said they were eating the spirits of the undead. This is wild. This is the gap. All kinds of weird stuff happens out here. Come on, keep going. Okay, but you might be eating your dad. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so you you uh you come down and then the gap starts to widen out or this this ditch you're in starts to widen out and sort of kind of flatten out and you realize you thought it it's the kind of way you might come down to a river's edge, but instead of a river, it's just the yawning expanse of the vacuum of space. Uh, and it goes on for about maybe 50 feet. And then you see, it's almost like if you, you ever play Fallout 3, like you see the side of a bisected overpass mm-hmm. where like, like, like half of the bridge just went away. Like it's like that. And so there's this bis- like gap of empty space. And on the other side, all these pipes and stuff sticking out of the end of this chunk of earth. And um, the only thing connecting both halves is this like ancient looking sort of uh, water pipe, maybe. And it's got all these weird little attachments and extra things along the way. And uh, and it's about 50 feet. And then at the base where it uh, attaches to your side, you see a bunch of corpses of soldiers in various different exploded states and uh, it looks like they they were digging down here with dynamite. That's dumb. And one of them seems to have been partially covered. Uh, and maybe he bled to death or starved to death here. Uh, but you kind of see him poking out. And his reddish hair with blue streaks just sort of fluttering in the wind. And in the distance, you hear the shells continuing to like blast. How recently dead are these people? Uh, You go up and you investigate and uh, maybe a few days, maybe a week. Lupe and Ischel don't seem surprised. They're only mostly dead. (laughs) (laughs) You hear Lupe give a shout and Colburn runs over and you see one of them is still alive. And so everybody runs over there. And uh, he's got this reddish curly hair. There's like blue streaks in it. His fingers, you notice, have been rubbed raw from trying to dig himself out of the dirt. Wow. And Lupe is like, uh, what's your name, soldier? And they say, Timba, Timba. And they reach up and like pull out their dog tags. And their other arm is like half stuck in the dirt and they can't move it, but they're trying to and. And Lupe realizes they're trying to reach something in their waist and pulls it out and gives it to Colburn. He smiles and shows it to you guys. He says, uh, this is the perception filter controller. It should allow us to cover our approach while we cross the gap. You're sure this will work? You hear the guy, uh, the the person say something like, um, uh, please, uh, just, just kill me. I don't know. This is a trap. If you kill him, we're going to be trapped. Uh, <laughs> uh, Colburn says, what, what, ki- what kid? And he says, please kill me. And he shakes his head. He says, there are soul leaders about. 
You think I'm going to give away our position? Not a chance. Uh. He sets a grenade down next to him. Can we just, like, suffocate him? <laughs> like, just... Like, or some... Like, no, it doesn't have to be loud. <laughs> he sets a grenade down next to him. Mm. If you're still breathing when the sun comes up, I give you permission to use this. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just kind of narrows his eyes, you know. Wait, we're, we're just leaving him here? Well, I'm guessing soul I'm eaters you. find people by finding souls to then eat. <laughs> yeah, it's just safe to just kind of walk away from this. I love how the midworlders are just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it just it makes perfect sense. And and Magnus is like, huh? <laughs> no, this is really rough stuff. Also, if they find him, like if they're looking for us, which they're looking for us and they come to eat his soul, that's that's it for us, too. And also his soul due to the aforementioned <laughs> eating of it. <laughs> Yeah, and I like my soul, too. I like it to stay inside my flesh, or if that's how souls work. I just want it to stay that way. Lupe says they're, they're a, a, a weak sort of disembodied spirit being. They, they detect strong emotions. Um, it, it eats souls as they leave the body. Uh, it, it, uh, it can also sense strong emotions. You want to try to keep yourself in control when you're down here in enemy territory. Um, they can't be hurt by conventional weapons, and their touch is deadly to sensitives. Fouls up most tech as well, so so uh, yeah, we don't want to bring them anywhere near us. Woof! If we can avoid it. Uh, and Colburn walks down to the gap, and he and he waves, and uh, there's a small alcove there where you can sit and eat and prepare for the next leg. And he says, "Read your orders." Magnus kind of hesitates for a second, like he he wants to help the the person, but yes, same. Uh, do you have any ideas on how to help him? But he's just like I don't know. He's he's a little unbalanced. Again, this whole thing is just so <laughs> bizarre, <laughs> even for Magnus. He's just sort of torn. How do you think you could help this this poor person? I mean, you could heal him. Got, I've got healing magic. Okay. Uh, they, it, it, it might... That sounds legit. It might cause intense pain. Right now, they seem to be in shock. Yeah. I think that's, that's what he's kind of thinking. He's like, kind of weighing the odds. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could try to yank him out of the rocks... Um, but yeah, it's a very unpleasant situation. <laughs> Do you want to try to use magic? Uh, no, I think he's, he's like, you know, he like hesitates. He's looking and he kind of just grits his teeth and, and just turns away. Okay. So you, you head down to this alcove and, uh, your orders give you a map of the gap. It's basically just this long pot pipe with, uh, it's got three s discrete spots along the length. And he says, um, this pipe has power coming from the power station. We can use that power to amplify our perception filter, but it's only strong enough for one of us to cross it at a time. Mm. So uh, we're going to go across one at a time. And uh, if something attacks you, 
you can't use firearms. We can't make any noise. We're too close. He gives each of you this spray can. Uh, it's called signal dampening gel, and it should disrupt um, automated, like computerized defense type things if they come huh. your way. Um, and if you can reach one of those nodes, you can activate an EMP buffer, uh, but it can't run for too long or it'll signal the, the enemy. So, uh, yeah. Um, so for this, unless you guys want to do something specific, I'll just have you do an athletics roll to get across the pipe. Makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or like, ma- I mean, magic. You could float over. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, it seems excessive. I don't have that kind of magic. Um. So yeah, give me a uh, athletics. So this would just be an agility flip, right? Yeah, agility athletics flip. All right. What would you like me to flip for that? Because aforementioned, no character sheet. Oh, I think you had, (laughs) did you have four athletics or two? You were either. I think I had four. Like, I mean, cause I'm, I'm a gunslinger. So I was, Mm -hmm. I was pretty well trained. Okay. Oh, actually, no, your training was firearms and telepathy would have been your masteries. So it would just be two. Your agility was either three or four. Okay. Let's call it. Four. So you'll have seven cards to flip because you're healthy. Um, so yeah, let's start with you, Hezekiah. Flip them seven cards. Tell us how many tens through aces you get. One, two, three, ten through aces, two kings, and the ace of spades. Nice. So that's three successes? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you get to the first node. You sit there, you're not, uh, you don't seem to have activated any defenses. You keep going. Chase, you managed to make it to the other side. And uh, so you and Lupe are on the other side at the hatch waiting for y'all. Um, so who wants Sounds to go next? Good. I got uh, four successes. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, you easily shimmy your way over there. Uh, nice and smooth. Um, let's see. Ryban will go next. Um, and he, uh, he makes it to the second node and, um, he's fiddling around with his night vision goggles or whatever. And then Hezekiah, all of a sudden you see this, this, uh, tiny swarm of lights come flying up from above your position and it lands mm-hmm. about halfway down the pipe and starts scuttling towards him. And he's rummaging around in his bag. And Lupe stays your hand because she's like, we can't make any noise. And he pulls out his little can. Yeah, I was about starts... to say, it's like, I spray the thing. <laughs> they uh, they came from too high up. Your can's pretty short range. Oh, and he, he sprays them. And apparently it like disables their connection to the server or whatever and they all like skitter about and land on the pipe and go flying off into the vacuum all right somewhere something blows up and gets all bright i mean that's just regular life right (laughs) yeah so homeboy gets gets to the other side who's next i guess i'll go next okay go magnus let's see athletics and agility Uh I have no athletics, so I guess I'm <laughs> flipping three. 
And, oh, three successes. Hell yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, you make it across easy as pie. It's uh, it's a thing of beauty. And uh, you don't seem to alert any of the defenses. And uh, uh, who's next? I'll go. And I only got one success. Aww. Oh, shit. Okay, so you're stuck at the first node. And it's then that you see that some of the the sparks, like up ahead where dude had sprayed some stuff, these things uh, mm-hmm. turn mm-hmm. back on and they start scuttling down the pipe towards you. And it sounds like a whole bunch of spiders, but you can't quite see. S- someone who's more responsible than me, help. <laughs> <laughs> Ish chills behind you and she like shouts up ahead. She's like, uh, use the spray can, use the spray can. Oh, oh, uh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And I start spraying it all over my body. Oh no! You're not supposed to spray it there. <laughs> well, I'm making all the noise, right? <laughs> okay, okay, and you see these things come flying through the air as they jump up in this little line of sparks, and you see they are a little like robotic spiders, and you're spraying yourself all over, and they are coming at you, and you see Ishchel, uh, she. Uh, pushes a button or something and tries to activate the EMP pulse. So the EMP pulse on this node that you're barely hanging off of, it suddenly Mm -hmm. goes. And so the perception filter goes too, and everybody can now see you just like standing out on this node, like with the wind blowing through your hair and your flesh mask is rippling all over the place. (laughs) And all these little creatures drop and then fall off the side of the pipe and you struggle back to a crouch and you sit there and you have to sit there until the, the perception filter fires up again. And, uh, and then you manage to uh, make your way off to the other end of the pipe. Um, next up is Brittany. Seraph. Didn't I, didn't I already? Oh, you already got over. Is yeah. anybody left? Who's left? Anyone? I think I was the last one. That was the last one. Okay, cool. So Ishchel comes up along behind you. She should be fine. Yeah. She got like 27 successes. (laughs) I didn't know Uh, that was possible. (laughs) She cartwheels and and triple flips all the way down. And uh, you guys get to the thing. And then Orpa slowly like shambles along. Uh, So and then uh, you head up these little stairs and you see there's a sign next to the hatch it says, welcome to mm-hmm. Demon Reach Federal Power Station, Southeast, Southeast Entry Level 3. This is a North Central Positronics project. Watch us grow. And uh, then you hear a little poof, and some sort of charge must go off. And then she spins the wheel and the hatch opens up. And uh, she does that thing with the two fingers. Wait, Demon Reach? Yeah. Yeah, Magnus kind of mutters under his breath like, De- Demon Reach? What? Must be the name what of the river that this demons? power station is attached to. You're not sure. I mean, Magnus knows from demons. Uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> Did we know there were demons here? Were we told that? I no, I didn't know that. This has not been the first time the lead has been buried for me. Honestly, I mean, in the last five hours, <laughs> and I press forward. <laughs> 
Well, and someone talked to Magnus, I think, like, what, in the form of his dad or something before, who is a demon, famously. Mm-hmm. 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 So. Famous oh, demons. Yeah. So, so did I until right now. now. <laughs> so you, you guys go in and then uh, Ishchel closes the hatch behind you and locks it shut. And they fire up chemical lights and... Um, Orpa explains how to use the charges. Basically, go about a foot above the ground next to each column, make sure the glue is set properly, and uh, punch these three buttons, and then it's good to go. And they are already pre-synced to go up in three minutes. Yeah, I was going to ask, is it a remote or timer? It's a timer. So you're going to go in and set these charges and then come back out this way and i'm sure nothing will go wrong on our Not way out never uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. it's gonna be just fine absolutely. yeah i'm gonna be able to <laughs> do all the athletic things and uh yeah i'm ready what do you need give me a wit and investigation check wit is two investigation is also two so i get four whole cards and one because you're healthy Yes. Oh, uh, zero successes, and I got a joker. Oh, God. Hell yeah. I do not notice it. This place looks familiar in its layout, but you're not sure why. I mean, you've been I've in a seen this power before. plant before. But <laughs> Is this in, like, a movie? Do or? I recognize this place? Uh, no. No, I don't even Good know question. if you've ever seen a, a power plant. Well, I was in... Because my where we picked up with Hezekiah for the first time was in something akin to a power plant, and there were ro- like bad people and robots everywhere. I didn't know if this was yes, uh, yes, yes. It oh. has similar styling sure. and and uh, technology. Like there's a few computer stations here or there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's mostly just big, like huge metal columns and pipes and machines mm-hmm. and stuff. Tile floor. Gotcha. But yeah, as you come out this hallway, you see the six columns that they're talking about, and they're spaced out about maybe 60 feet apart, mm-hmm. and they go down about uh, two or 300 feet. And on the left is just this massive, massive wall of sort of diagonally angled windows, mm-hmm. um, so you can just see the vastness of spa- the night sky off in that direction. And uh, on the other side of the room is like catwalks and stairs and um, interior doors and things and so it's this big open space with all these columns and so I I think what it looks like to you is they're going to use the weight of whatever's above the power plant to bring it down sure by blowing these big columns hell yeah fuck them up and yeah once you're in this main room she Lupe waves for you guys to to find a column and start working. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I didn't have anything extra in my notes that said, you know, not only blow this up, but also like kill the president or something like that. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> um, telepathy. Uh, I need a telepathy and um, presence flip from our sensitives. All right. Oh, remember, uh, Sarah doesn't have okay. any of that. So, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, me and Sarah have had the whole, is everyone here telepathic? <laughs> and we're like, let's just, just, let's, us? Uh, let's just surf Tinder a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is one that I'm good at, so I get to do a lot of cards. And that's some nine flips for me. I think I remember that correctly. Yike. Yes. Yes. All right. That I'd is two successes. Yikes on that. I got five successes. Whoa. Two successes. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Hezekiah, you are not alone. There are other people in the area. Mm-hmm. Louie, you Hot know singles? there are more than five people. Yeah. Hot local singles in my area. <laughs> and they're all on Tinder. Ooh. There's at least five people a door away from this big chamber. Okay. You guys are not alone. All right, everyone get ready. There are singles in our area. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever we got to do here, we got to do like 20 minutes ago. So let's get to it. Yeah. Louis has an ultimate power that lets him know where the the, uh, up to five people are within... A certain distance, is it? Yeah, uh, I can pinpoint people. Do you have that listed Basically, there? so I can avoid them. <laughs> That's fair. So they're at multiple points. So it looks like if you go out into this big room, uh, they would be able to cover you on two sides. Obviously, one side is all the windows, and then one side is what you just came in. But uh, yeah, those two sides at least will be covered. Is there a way that we can, you know, well, I guess it's behind a closed door. It's kind of obvious to open a door um, anyway. Oh, I forgot to mention, there's this like thrumming sound, like a kind of like this place is obviously working. The lights are on. Uh, The lights are are sort of there's not that many on, but but it's clearly like the power plant is functioning. Mm -hmm. Your standard kind of spooky PowerPoint hum. Yeah, you know, a lot of... I don't know if I've ever been to a power plant that wasn't kind of scary. Yeah, that's fair. How yeah. many power plants have you been to? Uh, one. Only in, <laughs> only in video games. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, that's more power plants than most people have been to, so... My, uh, yeah, my band enough. practices across the street from a power plant, and one day I got there early and I wanted to go check it out, so I did. Huh. That's, that's fair. Nice. I respect that. So yeah. Lupe and Ischel are able to move silently, like they're very stealthy, they're snipers, so they can sneak along the right and go to the farthest columns, but mm-hmm. uh, they, obviously they can't do all six at once so you guys are gonna have to to help them out how do you want to do it yeah is there a way we can uh sneak around without notifying anybody i know they got lots of sides covered you can sneak around under a catwalk on the right but you're gonna have to go out into the open to get to these columns uh i I think that's yeah if the enemy has line of sight, they'll definitely see you cross the the open area. But the enemy, there seems to be walls between you and them at this point. Okay, well, we'll have to go around then, uh, because I, I don't know, it seems like that's the only way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do a little, little sneaky sneak, that's what I'm feeling. 
Okay. Unless somebody wants to talk to the enemy, I don't know. <laughs> no. I I reluctantly say I'll lead because I I know where the the people are and I'll be able to figure out a path to avoid them entirely. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't smart. make this uh, anything that any of you are used to. Uh, I <laughs> am just here to make sure I don't get caught. And if any of you jackasses get caught, I'll probably get caught too. So follow me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because of Louis's amazing telepathy flip, all of you will get an agility and sneaking flip plus two cards. All righty. Okay. Well, good because mine is nothing. <laughs> so let's see. Where's my sheet? Um, that is four successes for me. You said plus okay. two. Yes. Uh, one success for me. <laughs> okay. I got two. Three. Okay. Now these six columns. Picture a rectangle. You're at the bottom end of the rectangle and equidistantly spaced in this rectangle, sort of like a, a domino with six dots. Mm-hmm. So Lupe and Ischel are the farthest ones. Who's going to be middle left and middle right? I'll be middle left. I'll take middle right. Okay. Louis, and uh, who's back left or bottom left and bottom right? I'll be bottom, bottom left. left. Oh, Ooh. Okay, I'll take you can right go then. together and send Ryban to bottom right if you want. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. The no no telepathy team. <laughs> yeah. So Magnus, Bane, and Seraph together in the corner. Back at it again. So Louie and Magnus and uh, Seraph, you're you're about maybe forty feet from those giant windows. Okay. Yeah, you guys are supposed to all put these things on at the same time, and then. When everybody's had them fixed, Lupe will hit the button and the timer will start. So, uh... Okay. Andrea, you got one success, right? Yeah, I had one success. Okay, so as uh, as you and Seraph uh, slide up to this column and you, you're doing that whole, like, where you look around all directions and you're, like, hunched over and then all of a sudden your cell phone rings? <laughs> God! <laughs> How are you even getting signal? And it's really quiet. It's like in your suit jacket, you know, it's covered up with stuff and it's and it's a cute little tune, but it's it's very quiet, but you notice it and it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Magnus just like swears under his breath and turns it off as fast as possible. Well, all right. I'd do the same thing. You guys are about to set the charges, and then all of a sudden, all the lights come on. Row. And you hear a whole bunch of doors open up. Yeah. And a whole bunch of people start flooding into the upper floor. And they have guns. Well, that's not a good thing. an email at warforthetower at gmail.com 
Stay weird, everybody. <laughs> well, we're going to edit all of this out anyway, right? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say we're totally, our cover's totally blown, right? Please, <laughs> gunslingers, save me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm back. I'm also Wonderful. back. Nice. Welcome to the back club. Man, I'm ready to go back to sleep. 10 a.m. is a reasonable time to go back to sleep, right? Absolutely. Dude, yeah. yeah. You don't even need to call it a nap. You can just go to sleep. Yeah, you just took a break from being asleep, that's all. Yeah, thank you for understanding. If Magnus says that out loud, Seraph busts a gut. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, did anyone ask if they want, like... (laughs) <laughs> no, this is this is meta. Because <laughs> Magnus would one hundred percent say that, except he'd say it like with fifty percent more flirtiness. Ooh, <laughs> some eyebrow waggling. Oh, check it, check. Oh, check, 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 check it, check. Oh, check it, check. Check it, check, check, check. Hello, 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 hello. If I uh, if I have to mute and uh, go yarf, I'm sorry. Ooh, ooh, what's going on? I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I don't feel good. I am eating some bread. I'm hoping that that will help. And I'm drinking lots of water. And I have some soup, but <laughs> you're not like mixing it all together and making some sort of weird milkshake, are you? No, I'm eating them all separately to try to <laughs> like calm my stomach down every way I know how, all at okay. the same time. I mean, I get more done, but I I feel weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have to feel my feelings. Nobody likes feeling your feelings. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you knew this, but Brittany was pregnant. I'm growing a person. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing, I think. I'm making a human. I just hope she gets onto the call soon and maybe hears something that we say about her that's, like, bad. You know, like, about, like, (laughs) oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Are there hot singles in your area, Andrea? I'm the hot singles in my area. Hell yeah. I drink so much water. I get so much exercise. I eat vegetables. Like, what do you want from me? I'm just, I'm such an analog person. Like, I just have it printed out on, you know, this stuff called paper. Have you heard of it? What? Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, really cool. I basically rediscovered it. That's not very environmentally friendly of you. I mean, that's, well, yeah. Nothing's Listen. environmentally friendly. Yeah, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Eat the rich. Andrea and John, do you guys want to, uh, let's do a clap. Are you guys uh, recording Jeff, that? First of all, when you're talking to both of us at the same time, it's John Drea. We've been over this. Uh, <laughs> but yes, we can do oh, this now. Okay. It's our ship name. That's adorable. Two, three, clap.
I like that you said clap. That was nice. Also, sorry for all the street noise, and there's probably birds yelling. I don't know. Birds. They scream. They do. They're so loud. I mean, it's spring here, so it's bird yelling season. It's bird yelling season, yeah. I mean, every season is bird yelling season. Hey, um, would you remove and then re-add Chase to the Google Hangout? Sure. Crack open a cold one with the boys. One other point of information that's very important. uh, I'm at the uh, end of the line because we're walking in order of cuteness. Cutest (laughs) to least cute. Um, (laughs) So where do you think you would be in this line uh, marching to this uh, dimensional portal? You think you'd be more towards the end or more towards the front? I'd probably write about the middle. All right, there we go. <laughs> Where do you rank on the scale of cuteness from Magnus to Lewis? <laughs> where do where do you where do you lie on the on the scale of beefcake to loose skin hanging off of a face? <laughs> Is Magnus a beefcake? Have we talked about this? I think he's he's skinny, <laughs> I feel like right? This is important. Kind of slim and sexy. Slender. Slender man, if you will. Mm. Andrea, how sexy is Magnus, Andrea? Oh, no. Did we lose her? Oh, no, Andrea, no. Andrea! This is how this works. Every time we record the forge, like, the train goes by, or, or our neighbor's house catches on fire, or... <sighs> Okay, hold on. You a minute. laugh, but that's what? a real thing. That <laughs> I happens. believe it. Okay, so we'll assume that Magnus is looking sexy and everything. While while Andrea efforts that. <laughs> anyway, lore master, I'm asking these boys if they know that they might be eating their dead aunt or not. Go back and do it in your Scottish accent, Jeff. Special thanks to Kevin Cole the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to, to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings. <laughs>